price line are not necessarily those of the station, the sponsor, or your host. Advice is provided for informational purposes only. Advice line appearances are paid for by the participant. All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. We'll talk this half hour about the market, how the AKW Group invests its clients' money in individually-owned stock portfolios, custom-designed for every client that they have. And also taking any questions you have about the stock market at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, you had the first day of fall this week, and the market uh, took it seriously. It fell, and then it battled back, but really didn't make any, any progress. So what's going on out there? Well, Bob, last week we saw the market uh, sell off pretty heavily at the beginning of the week. Um, there was a Chinese real estate company that uh, called Evergrande that uh, had some problems. It seems like, uh, you know, could even default. And a lot of people, you know, start to equate those kinds of things like uh, what happened with Lehman Brothers or some other big financial institutions. And could there be contagion? So we saw the market sell off 3% at the early part of the week. And then it, came, it kind of fought its way back through the week and ended up positive. The Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week was up 213 points, about 0.6%. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is at 13.7% year-to-date. The S&P gained a half a percent, 22 points. We're at 18.6% year-to-date. The Nasdaq had a flat week. It changed three three points up. It you know not much on the percentage change. Still sitting at about sixteen point eight percent year to date, and the small mid caps were up about a half a percent as well last week, about eleven points at thirteen point eight percent year to date. So, you know we we see this market you know kind of teetering back and forth, Bob. Um, you know kind of make the analogy like a a boxing match. You know there's there's blows going back and forth. They think everybody's looking for you know, what might be the blow to send the market lower. But, you know, the market's pretty resilient, and there's still a lot of good data out there showing that the recovery narrative is uh, still happening, and the Delta variant is starting to kind of slow down in, in some in some areas. The numbers are starting to show. So I think there's still a lot of uh, positives that we look out to 2022. Now, China, it keeps uh, having an impact on the market. Now, I think even 10 years ago, Nothing short of a revolution in China would impact the market, but now things happen in China, and they bubble across the world, and suddenly here in the United States, uh, people are getting skittish. Why, why is China uh, such a big worry to the U.S. investor? 
I think China's been in the news quite a bit, Bob. I mean, going back to the, the trade wars last year, we, we know that China has become a a bigger power as far as economically and, and what it means in, in the world. It, you still have to have some perspective, though. You know, if you look at our economy, we're at, a, we're at about a $21 trillion economy. China sits at about a $14 trillion economy. Um, and and you got to think, you know, the, the big thing has always been the potential of China, the fact that, you know, it's grown very rapidly for the last 25 years. It's grown at 9% a year. And, you know, we've seen some pretty pretty rapid growth. But, again, coming from a base of zero, you know, you have to remember this is a country that did nothing for a long, long time because of the, uh, the way the country was run. So, uh, showing some, you know, commitment to e- economic progress. Uh, the, the numbers have been strong. I think the big thing is just the sheer population. You know, when you look at the the population of a country like China, you know, 1.3 billion people, you know, versus 330 million here in the United States, it's it's always been considered a huge uh, market as far as potential for a lot of. Uh, U.S. companies as well, and uh, we've seen a lot of international business, a lot of international trade that's happened, and uh, so I think that's why, you know, these impacts uh, are starting to be there, and there's a lot of worries out there, you know, is what, you know, China's kind of started to restrict some of that economic activity and kind of pulling in a little bit on, on some of the entrepreneurs and uh, the billionaires over there in China. And I think that, you know, the market's a little bit concerned if that potential is still going to be there. Uh, that's why you got to know what you own and know why you own it, Bob. I mean, we've kind of vetted through all our companies, and we know that uh, most of them aren't going to be impacted dramatically by what's happening over in China. So uh, got to got to think through these issues and make sure you're managing appropriately. Now, last week, our good buddy Jerry Powell, otherwise known as Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, he was back in the news. He was talking about monetary policy and, and the current investment environment and the possibility of, of rate increases next year. He's been uh, really part of that discussion for the best year and a half during this pandemic economy. What did uh, Mr. Powell say last week, and what should investors take away from his comments? Well, what he said, the market liked and the investors liked. You know, I think it, it shows that uh, they're still pretty dovish. Um, you know, they did talk about tapering, um, you know, as far as their, their asset purchases. And those will probably, that tapering will probably start next month. I think they've signaled the market very well. They've been very, very clear, Bob. They're kind of waving flags and jumping up and down and making sure everybody knows what's happened. And they don't want any surprises. Uh, they've been very methodical in their approach. So I, I think they've done a good job because in a market like this, you know, they, we don't need surprises. So I think the tapering will start. Um, it looks like, you know, by some of the voting, the little dot uh, chart, you, you know, <laughs> uh, votes that the, the Fed chairmen's and, and the Federal Reserve presidents put out, it looks like they're signaling for some rate increase in 2022, maybe maybe one. Uh, if you read through the data, but overall still very accommodative. I think what, you know, we read out of it, what I, when I read out of it, and I think a lot of experts do, is that uh, still very dovish, feel very accommodative. Um, you know, it's favorable for the market. And, uh, you know, as long as we don't get the big spending package uh, pushed through by uh, by Congress, uh, you know, the $5.5 trillion or $6 trillion or $7 trillion, depending on whose numbers you look at, as long as we don't see that and increase taxes, I mean, I think this signal by the Federal Reserve is, is very positive.
We're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. He invests his clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios of a custom design. If you have any questions for Walt, as an investor or potential investor, give us a call at 330-673-1234 or on W1Hour.com from anywhere toll-free, 800-669-4100. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a lot of research and reading all week long to uh, keep up to date on what's going on for himself and also for his clients. Let's uh, start off by talking about, about the COVID-19 pandemic, now the deadliest pandemic in U.S. history, uh, even now surpassing the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. Uh, a couple of scientists last week at uh, respect universities are, said that, well, they think the pandemic will probably go on for another two years uh, before it finally fades away. What does all this mean from an investor's standpoint? Well, I think, Bob, again, we, we got to think for ourselves and think through this. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there and even some statistics. Um, you know, this John Hopkins, uh, their data, uh, the 675,000 deaths, I mean, it's truly horrific. Um, but again, they're comparing it to the Spanish flu back in 1918. I mean, if you think about that, like I said at the beginning of the show, U.S. population is at 330 million. Uh, back in 1918, we were at 103 million. So the percentage of the mortality rate is, you know, much more significant on a population of 100 million. Uh, 675 is still horrible. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to uh, dampen the numbers, but you got to think that, uh, you know, those those percentages and what they actually mean, and and also life expectancy. If you go back to 1918, a life expectancy for the average man was about 49.6 years. The average woman was 54 years. Uh, going into this pandemic, we were at 76.3 for men and 81.4 for for uh, women. So, you know, we, we have a totally different time frame than what we're living in. I think making those comparisons to that past pandemic sometimes are a little bit misleading. And I think you have to be careful about a lot of statistics. I I have a couple quotes on statistics here, Bob, that I always like to remind people. You know, uh, Mark Twain once said, "There's three types of lies." Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Um, another one, 99% of all statistics only tell 49% of the story. Uh, another quote I really like is, you know, most people use statistics like a drunk man uses a lamppost more for support than illumination. So I, I think you got to keep in mind that in our business particularly, you, you read some statistics and sometimes they, they kind of make you fall out of your seat or your eyes pop wide open or your jaw drops. But then if you think for yourself a little bit what they really mean, uh, you realize that maybe that statistic, the way it was formulated and put together was just for that issue, just to create a point, uh, drive a point home. But but maybe there's a deeper you know point of the issue that you need to kind of take a look at. So again, continue to think for yourself that independence of thought is a pillar we continue to talk about. Now, the pandemic will not last forever. Nothing lasts forever. And as the scientists were saying, they believe another two years, you know, it'll be starting to fade away. They hope that between vaccinations and natural immunity that uh, the virus will start to mutate and be less effective than it was. And eventually the the, uh, the virus may just fade into the background and become another annual flu uh, shot uh, deal. Now, that's still more, two more years, though, to look ahead and, and see what kind of an economy we're going to have over that two-year period. What the, what would you think about, you know, about the, what investors should think of, where they should invest their money, still considering that uh, for the next two years they, the impact of the pandemic might still affect uh, parts of the sectors of the economy? 
Well, I see a lot of resilience, Bob. I see this economy wanting to come back. I see the consumer wanting to spend. I see businesses wanting to grow. I think the supply chain issues are uh, one of the biggest issues out there. But, uh, you know, we're a very resilient country. Uh, that's the beauty of America. You know, we, we get past things like this. I think the fear-mongering uh, has probably gone a little too far. I think it's, you know, we, we talk about it so often. I mean, I, I don't know how many times we say COVID in a day, but I mean, it's way too many. Um, you know, I think that people are getting back out and starting to live. I mean, I'm going to go to the Browns game today. I think there'll be uh, 70,000 people up there and, you know, people are living. So I think you you got to think outside of, of the box a little bit. And, um, you know, I understand you got to be cautious and careful and, and, you know, especially if you're at risk and uh, the vaccines and so forth are, are issues that everybody's dealing with. But I think there's a lot of positives that we look ahead. Well, it's time for a stock talk. We're going to talk about specific issues that you would like to talk about. If you call Walt Secure right now at 330-673-1234, is there a stock that you're currently invested in you'd like to get his opinion on uh, that you'd hold, buy, or, or sell, or buy more? Is there a stock that you're looking at to buy? We're just kind of curious about uh, some of the issues that you see out there. 330-673-1234 or on WNR.com, toll-free 800-669-4100. Let's kick it off talking about the Costco. That is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio at the AKW Group. They reported very strong earnings last week. What's going on at Costco, and are you still very uh, bullish on that stock? We are, Bob. We've been a holder for quite a while. We continue to want to be a holder. Um, they, again, 795 wholesale stores out there, and they did an amazing job through the pandemic. I mean, it was uh, a lot of those visuals when the pandemic started, uh, how many people flocked to Costco to buy toilet paper and all the things they thought we were going to run out of. But uh, this company has had super solid execution. Um, they've shown a really good ability to manage inventories and cost controls. Uh, They've added a lot of new members through the pandemic, and they continue to retain members that they had. And so I think they, they, you know, a lot of people thought their numbers would drop off dramatically as the as the pandemic kind of you know started to inch away. But we've seen very very strong numbers this year. Um, you know, the 17 percent revenue growth this last quarter, seven percent in earnings, continues to show the power of this this company. And we continue to be a holder and very bullish on Costco. Another core equity holding that they reported last week for you is Adobe, the creative software company. They reported strong results, but unfortunately their stock price, along with many others, still fell for the week. What do you think about Adobe now? We like Adobe. We continue to see excellent execution, Bob. Again, revenue up 22% for the quarter, earnings up 21%. I mean, again, this is a, a company that... Uh, the software they provide is needed. They've moved to that subscription model. I think, you know, sometimes stock prices are just fairly valued. This is one that's probably pretty fairly valued here at 622 a share. But again, we continue to be investors. We're thinking three to five years out. Uh, we don't want to sell Adobe because, you know, the stock could take back off and then we might not be able to get back in. So we'll live with a little bit of sideways performance or maybe a little bit of downward performance for the short run. But, yeah, we continue to think long term about these stocks. Three to five years, I think, is the framework that's so appropriate uh, when you own a company like Adobe. Now, Nike, the shoe company, you do not currently own Nike. But last week, uh, with their report and the stock falling under $150 a share, does Nike now look like an attractive investment? Well, you know, Bob, we, we like Nike. Um, I think one thing that we saw out of, the, out of their report is the difficulties in the supply chain. Um, you know, they... 
they have really been impacted. They rely a lot on that Asian area over there, Vietnam and and China and and areas like that for the production and manufacturing of their shoes. Uh, They've had a lot of disruptions in the supply chain. The inventories are going to be really short. If you're looking for Nike uh, shoes or apparel at uh, at Christmas time, you you may be surprised. There's not a lot of product out there. Um, I was in Dick's, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago looking. I was surprised at how little product uh, was at the Dick's that I stopped at the local retailer. So, I, I think you know this company is still probably a good long-term holding. Um, stock's fallen down from the highs of the 174 range down to 150. Um, I look for, you know, I'd probably find it much more attractive if it dropped a little further, but uh, it's one we definitely are paying attention to. Once again, the talk to Walt Secura now about any particular stock that interests you. 673-1234 is our number to call here at WNIR. Well, last week, as we said, the stock market in the beginning of the week fell. And uh, as uh, many investors did, you also uh, jumped in there to uh, take advantage of some possible bargains to add some changes in some stocks to your small mid-cap portfolio. Let's talk about some of the stocks that you added last week. Let's talk about Traeger, the uh, barbecue fuel and grill company. Yeah, Bob, this is one that we had talked about a few weeks ago. I mentioned on the show that we were watching. In the early part of the week, we saw the sell-off that gave us the opportunity to pull the trigger and uh, get into Traeger. We're happy with our entry point. Um, again, we just think this is uh, one of those trade-up plays. You know, a lot, lot more people are staying at home. Uh, these are expensive grills. Well, once you get them, again, they're the wood pellets. You're always buying the wood pellets. They also have seasonings and rubs uh, that you put on the barbecue, you know, the meats that you're you're putting on the grill. So, uh, we think there's repeat revenue here. It's a uh, it's a brand that a lot of professional cooks use, these cooking shows that people watch, a lot of brand ambassadors, 1,200 brand ambassadors out there always talking about the uh, the grills and posting things on social media. So we, we like the entry point. We like Traeger, and uh, we're, we're happy it's in our small mid-cap portfolio. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning, morning. I made it back. I had a very uh, exciting trip. I uh, have some observations on my uh, deal. The uh, we installed a thousand uh, feet of deer fence, eight foot high, on steel posts with pneumatic uh, pile drivers into granite bedrock. It was exciting. And then, uh, as we were building the fence, the crew saw twenty-one deer go by, watching them build the deer fence. They got some pictures. <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, on my way back, <clears throat> Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Mass and Maine, uh, there was tremendous amount of trash trucks, uh, waste management, hauling uh, semi loads of trash from New York, Boston, up to somewhere apparently in Maine and New Hampshire. I didn't research that, but my stock is uh, waste management symbol W M. And uh, I, it's not a very sexy uh, thing, but uh, I pick up a lot of trash along the farm and I, uh, on the highway. And I was, along the beach, I was picking up plastic cans or plastic uh, water bottles. And uh, it's a problem. What do you think about uh, trash controls? The Chinese aren't taking our trash anymore, our recyclables. And yeah, I tried to drop off two TVs yesterday, and they wanted $20 a piece to get rid of two old TVs, but anyway, this trash situation, waste management. Have you ever looked at WM? 
We we have Ken. Yeah, I've owned it at various points of the cycle over the in the in the past. I mean, I, I think waste management is always an issue that uh, we're going to deal with as a country, and uh, it's hard to get landfills, uh, you know, new new sites set up. So these companies that have processes that are already there and established are you know very very profitable. They they had a real nice quarter last quarter, twenty six percent in revenue and forty four percent in earnings. So again, it, another like you said, not not a super sexy stock, but surely one that has a place in a portfolio uh, if you if you like the space. And um, yeah, one that uh, seems a little, maybe a little bit pricey for me. Uh, trading at thirty four times uh, earnings at the point at this point, but uh, you know, long term, probably a really nice holding. Yeah, the uh, the homework uh, for you uh, for Bob is uh, for anybody in the audience. It'd be interesting is look at Google Waterloo University. Canadian mask study, Waterloo University Canadian mask study, and look at the results of all this uh, hullabaloo about the mask. They said it's only 10% effective unless you wear two of them or wear the M95. So uh, I see it's only 10% effective, but uh, you'd have to look at this study. I'm not. I'm not quoting. I'm just saying what I what it was on TV. But uh, the study, they, you can read it and see what. Uh, what you think about uh, uh, that? I wear two masks with a piece of gauze between it. Uh, they say that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent effective. But uh, all right, well, we'll take a look. That's an okay. interesting study for sure. For Have sure. a good week. Thank you. You too, Ken. Okay. Bye bye. Plus, if you like to eat garlic, you can wear a mask like that and eat all the garlic you want, and never have to worry about offending anybody. <laughs> There you go. That's my doctor does. <laughs> he said, I can eat all the garlic I want now. Anyway, truly, um, another stock that you invested in last week when the market uh, did that little uh, uh, Sundance was, uh, speaking about Sundance, Vail Resorts. As the name implies, they own ski resorts not only in Colorado, but 37 of them in Utah, California, Minnesota, even Australia. Now, what would inspire you to suddenly get into the ski industry? Well, Bob, you know, we, I've followed this company for a long, long time, and I think driving through uh, Breckenridge and Denver a couple weeks ago and, and just seeing the build-out and the property values and talking to some people there, um, you know, this they, they have something that's irreplaceable. You know, when you, you have an asset that uh, people want and uh, as the wealth accumulation continues to grow in this country, you know, people continue to, to look for experiences and uh, these ski resorts are one of a kind. Uh, you can't can't find them anywhere else in the world. And uh, they've gone to kind of a subscription-based model, which we see a lot of businesses going to. So uh, we were happy to get in when we got in. We got in right before the earnings report last week. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have that again in the small mid-cap portfolio. The symbol's V um, as MTN, MTN, Vail Resorts. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's a holding we're excited to have. And maybe an ancillary stock to go along with that would be the company that makes the plaster for the plaster cast they put on their broken legs. <laughs> there you go. I <laughs> you think know, most people out there, Bob, look healthy and ready to see. <laughs> you don't go to those mountains if you're a beginner. <laughs> that's true. But they're beautiful to go to just to stay. You don't have to ski. That's yeah. one of the things we went with the Colorado. We didn't have to go on that ski, but just go there. It's beautiful. And then the resort is beautiful. Yeah, you know, so it really is a, a vacation destination. Now, another stock you added, and this is called Mayville Engineering. Now, how did this stock come to your attention? What did they do? And why do you think it's a good holding? 
Well, this is a small cap stock, Bob, and one we like. Um, you know, when you talk about all these supply chain disruptions, you say, well, who's going to help solve the problem? Uh, Mayville Engineering's been around since 1945. They're uh, located uh, above Milwaukee there. They have locations in seven different states. And uh, they do a lot of manufacturing processes. Uh, you know, they, they help these companies uh, weld, bend, press, stamp, laser cut, paint, uh, all, all types of things that they need to do. And, and if you look at their, uh, you know, who they who they work for, it's a pretty impressive list of companies. Uh, John Deere, they do work for John Deere. They do work for Caterpillar. They work do work for Daimler. They do work for Honda, Packard, big truck manufacturer. So uh, this company is, uh, again, you know, we were talking about Deere, which I, I love to own, but it seems a little pricey. This is a way to, uh, you know, benefit from some of the growth that we're seeing in some of the heavily, heavy constriction area. Um, and this is a company that's becoming very, very important because of the disruptions in the supply chains overseas. I think a lot of companies would like to lo- work with local uh uh, manufacturers that can help in the production of products. Again, that company is called Mayville Engineering. The symbol is M-E-C. What's more, talking to Walt Secura. Remember that because the AKW Group is affiliated with the Baird Group, Robert W. Baird & Company, that gives them access to all kinds of services, including financial plans, estate plan reviews, stock options, tax analyses, and much, much more. And, uh, of course, now, beginning this week, will be the first of the series of retirement seminars being put on exclusively by Walt Secura and the gang at, at the AKW Group. Uh, one of the things they talk about about Social Security. Uh, keeps going back and forth about whether or not there'll be enough money for that to cover the payments. Now the latest report says by 2044 we'll uh, not have enough money to cover Social Security payouts. Is that something that should be a valid worry for somebody who's either in retirement or getting ready to plan for retirement? Uh, again, but we think the political issue around Social Security would be so hard to ever eliminate or make huge changes to it. I think what we've seen in the past is they've extended the the age uh, to get full benefits. They push that age back a little bit. You know, slight adjustments that are made. Uh, there's a lot of challenges uh, for the Social Security program. I mean, the funding is we have less workers and you know more retirees, and that puts a lot of stress on the government to uh, you know be able to keep Social Security at the levels that it's at. But I, I don't think you have to worry about Social Security going away, and, I, and we'll talk a little bit about that in these retirement classes. But uh, it does really put the emphasis on planning and, and working hard to have your own retirement funds and making sure that you look at Social Security the way it always should have been looked at is supplemental retirement, not not the full retirement. You know, if you're relying just on Social Security, it might be a, not a, a retirement with some compromise. We like to tell people, you know, we want you to retire without compromise. We want you to retire and live maybe even better than you lived uh, during working days. So uh, the sooner you start that, the sooner you start putting money away, investing it properly, and thinking about what you're doing, the, the more chance you have for that. So uh, that's what these classes focus on. And the first one, the retirement plan today, are for people that are still working. So if you're out there working and you know, you're know you pushing the late 40s, 50s, uh, you want to get in there and learn about how to uh, you know make sure you're ready for that retirement, then uh, come to that class. I think it'll be very worth your time. Now, the first classes are happening this week. I believe it's going to be on, on Thursday? 
That's correct. Yeah, we're at the Kent Conference Center, and uh, there's still opportunity to get involved. We we have late registration, still some seats open. So if you'd like to be involved, give us a call. Uh, call the office here and talk to Abby. Um, Abby is uh, doing a good job making sure she's getting back to everybody. And uh, again, there's there's ways to get you in there on Thursday and still be a part of this class. There's two series of classes. The first will be on retirement for those who are yet to retire, planning for retirement. The other is for those who are already retired. Again, they start this week. This this Thursday and next Thursday, and then the week after that, the next Wednesday and Wednesday after that, all locally at the uh, Kent State Conference Center, downtown Kent, near the main campus of Kent State University. For more details, you can call the local office of the AKW Group at 234-466-7476. That's 234-466-7476. Now, the same classes are going to be held in Pennsylvania for the folks at the uh, AKW Group there in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can call for those classes and locations that are going on at about the same time. Call Sue Marshall there at 412-480-5090. That's for the retirement classes for the AKW Group in the greater Pittsburgh area, 412-480-5090. Walt and his gang will be teaching these classes. Walt, you have taught before. You've been a professor at Case and, and at Kent State, so you are know how to how to put together a class, and I think people will get a lot of a lot of value if they take the time to uh, just learn something in these classes. I hope so, Bob. We we're, we have fun teaching, and I'm not your traditional teacher. I think I, I make the classroom exciting and fun, and uh, we're excited to get the people in there and, and get these classes going. Once again, call 234-466-7476 here in Akron for those retirement classes or any other questions for the AKW Group, Walt Secura, and his gang. So another week is coming. Another week, I'm sure, of excitement. What do you see happening? A lot of economic data this week. Uh, the earnings reports kind of slow down for us, but we'll pay attention and keep working hard. Once again, AKW Group in Akron. Walt Secure is the managing partner. Call them at 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. Talk to you next Sunday, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol ADBE. Caterpillar, Inc., symbol CAT. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol C-O-S-T. Daimler AG, symbol D-D-A-I-F. Deer and Company, symbol D-E. Honda Motor Company, symbol H-M-C. Mayville Engineering Company, Inc., symbol M-E-C. Vail Resorts, Inc., symbol M-T-N. Nike, Inc., symbol N-K-E. Packar, Inc., symbol P-C-A-R. Traeger, Inc., symbol C-O-O-K, and Waste Management, Inc., symbol W-M. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Traeger, Inc., symbol C-O-O-K, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company Inc., symbol DE, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months. And in addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates beneficially own 0.5% or more of any class of common equity securities of Mayville Engineering Company Inc., symbol MEC.